are listening to You and the Truth, where we will give you the truth face to face. Now what you do with it is up to you. Hey everybody, uh, this is Elpin and I am here today with Jason Rodriguez and we're going to talk artificial intelligence, right? I'll introduce you to Jason in just a second, let him take over. I Just so you'll know, I am totally ignorant when it comes to artificial intelligence. I have trouble with my own intelligence, all right? And there's so much of this crap that I just don't understand. But the fact is that it's, it's a big deal right now, artificial intelligence. At least it's in the limelight. So let's not belabor this thing. Uh, uh, Jason, great to have you with me, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. All right. So here we go. Jason, I would imagine that most people like me, the only thing they know about artificial intelligence is what they've seen in the movies. Yeah. Because you see all this crap, AI and all that stuff, you know, little robots and crap like that. Tell us what AI is. Give us an idea. So you, you've already been experiencing AI for many years without realizing it. Um, remember when Pong first came out? You know, the two paddles. Right. Okay. The ball going in between. So that's, about, that's a program. It's almost like very rudimentary AI. It's responding to what one, what the user is doing and trying to counter it. And really from there, now we have flight simulators, we have, uh, you know, very advanced computer games, and all of those are different levels of AI. But we've gotten to the point where we have true machine learning and machine intelligence, which can rival our own intelligence at this point. So there's a new AI that's uh, basically sweeping the internet. It's extremely popular right now, and it's called ChatGPT. And What's different about ChatGPT is you can literally ask questions to this thing and it spits out very complicated responses. And it can, it can, you can write it a paragraph and a half of, of question and information. Like, I want you to write me a paper about Christopher Columbus and his impact on natives in Haiti. And I want you to, to uh, give me proper sources in APA format. I need, let's say 500 words and you hit enter and guess what's going to happen. It just starts writing and it all starts coming out and your paper is done and you can turn it in. And when your professor uh, runs it through the plagiarism tester, it comes out no plagiarism, right? Cause it was a, a brand new written document. So can I stop you right there that, and ask you a quick yeah. question? Maybe mm -hmm. uh, you don't know. I'm not sure you'll, what happens, different people are going to, let's say you get 10 people that go and ask the same question. What's going to happen? It, yeah, it, it will respond differently depending on, I mean, you'd have to write the exact same question and be within a couple of minutes of each other for it to spit out something that's almost the same. It's almost like if you wrote a paper on Christopher Columbus, and then maybe an hour later, I asked you to write another one. It's not going to be the same. It'll be similar, right? So imagine, let's say a day later, with millions of people asking it different questions and it learning from different inputs that it's receiving and you ask it the exact same question, it's going to spit out a different paper because it's learned so much more. So for it to be almost identical, it would be, it's just, what are the chances, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you have a definition of what artificial intelligence is? So I had my own definition, but I decided it would be a lot, more useful for this podcast to ask ChatGPT 
what its definition of AI was. So here is artificial intelligence according to ChatGPT. Artificial intelligence, AI, is a field of computer science and engineering focused on creating machines that can perform tasks that typically require human intelligence, such as recognizing speech, make, making decisions, understanding natural language, and recognizing patterns in data. AI encompasses a range of techniques, including machine learning, deep learning, natural language processing, and computer vision, among others. So it can basically do almost anything that we can do, you know, just not physically. Right. I don't want to put you on the spot, but just off the top of my head, it would seem to me like, where does, where does the information that AI get, where does it come from? It, it has to come from the mind of someone, from a human mind. It, it just can't ma materialize from another right. machine because machines are created by humans. Exactly. So it doesn't even make sense to me. How, how do we know that the, what is being spouted out by this machine is actually true? Because if it originates from a human mind, the human yeah. mind is very fallible. Therefore, it's just like going online and, and, and doing some research online. But, you know, most kids nowadays, they, you know, they go online and they get all their research from Google or whatever search engine they use. Mm -hmm. But they're, they don't even know where that knowledge is coming from. Right. So, so they don't know if it's, if what they're getting is accurate, you see where I'm coming from. Yep. There's an entire team just for chat GPT that's dedicated to providing it with more data sets. So approved data sets. Okay. And then from there is where it starts cross-referencing and getting data and new information. Yeah. I can see where facts would come in. But see, look, I, when it comes to this, I'm just a, a pessimist because. No, oh, no, I love where you're going with this. Right. You, right, you understand that. It, so, the, the information that is fed mm -hmm. into a computer is information that comes from the human mind. Yep. Therefore, by nature, it is fallible. It's not a hard fact. Here, it, it, it talks about recognizing speech. I can understand that. I can recognize speech. Mm -hmm. I can, I know when Chinese is, I know when Spanish is Spanish and English is English. It's probably a little bit more refined than that, what they can do. Understanding natural languages. I can understand that. You probably can, and most people can. Um, making decisions. How, how can a machine make a decision? Hell, we as human beings don't have yeah. the capacity to make, we, we can all make decisions. But. <laughs> But most of them are, are bad decisions. They can you be see where I'm make. coming from? Yeah. So I, I just, anyway, and I just thought I'd throw that out there. No, and something that you're tiptoeing around too is bias. There you so, go. Yeah, like just this week, it was all over the internet. It hit the news that ChatGPT leans left. So the programmers, the team that's controlling it, you can ask ChatGPT to write a poem about how great Donald Trump is. And it'll give you, I'm just an AI, I can't do things like that, whatever, whatever. Right. But then you ask it to do the same thing about Joe Biden, and it gives you sonnets. So. <laughs> All right, that's it. Look, you <laughs> totally blown this thing apart. I, dude, I, I, I'm sorry, man. I just, see, my, my point of view is anything that man touches, mm -hmm. sooner or later, they'll screw it up. Yeah.
Well, I'm not saying games. by any means that this is a good thing, you know, or a bad thing. It could be used for good mm -hmm. and evil, just like almost anything else in this world. And uh, it does some pretty amazing things. But like, um, just to take it back to kind of uh, some of the other things that we use AIs in, like if you think about home automation, right? So something as simple as setting your AC to turn on at a certain time, or once it gets warmer than a certain temperature and your AC kicks on, that's a form of AI. But then you can take that up a notch when it comes to, hey, Alexa, turn on the lights in the kitchen, right? That's another level. And then they even have it where you can have your front door unlock itself so that somebody can come in. Um, you can set the alarm remotely. You know, all of those are different levels of AI. But think of your vehicles now. If you have, if you leave your, if you're uh swerving around maybe you're not paying attention you're texting you have lane departure warning the car in front of you breaks really hard the, your car is going to break for you you look at tesla and they're self-driving self-parking all of those are different levels of ai and you know technically like those don't sound bad now unless you know all of a sudden you have a tyrannical government and they're like where's this guy at and they can follow you in your car shut your car off now you see how it can go bad you know same thing it doesn't have to be a government. It could just be a hacker that doesn't like you or, you know, they want you gone for some reason and they turn the wheel this way and you crash. So it's like anything else in this world, it could be a good thing, but it can be used for evil. And it's such a powerful evil mm. that uh, it's scary. So but that doesn't surprise me, Jason, because, you know, man has an evil mind. Yeah. I mean, we're all evil. We're all capable of doing something very evil. But here's the thing. When you talk about turning on the lights, um, performing certain functions, mechanical functions. These are all mechanical in nature. Uh, they, they don't require a certain amount of knowledge. Yeah. Something just triggers that because it's a mechanical function. Turn on the light, turn off the light. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. You're, you're veering into a certain lane. There's certain, but it doesn't requ require the AI to actually come up with a theory or opinion right. or think Mm -hmm. Which, which, by the way, it would probably, you know what, it, it, it may be even be better to have artificial intelligence be able to do all that because man certainly can't do it. Yeah. We have we have screwed that up for years. <laughs> yes, so, but you see what I'm saying? What, do you know, or maybe we, you can do some research as to when this thing took a turn and started actually thinking for man? Um, so in programming... The mo one of the most simplest ways of having your program, or in this case, your AI, make some sort of a decision, they're called if-then statements. And it could be simple as if the car leaves the lane, right, mm -hmm. bring it back, do this, right? Okay. And that's just a simple if-then statement. So if you have a very complex series of those where you can even end up in the called matrices, I don't know if you remember from math, right, and they have all kinds of different inputs. Mm -hmm. That's when you get to this decision making. And we've actually had this for years. So like one of the things I have a section here in my notes, uh, new frontiers. So this is, you know, ways that it's being used that we think is new. And the very first one I have here is in the news. Have you ever pulled up a news article and you read the whole thing? You're like, wow, that was a great article or that was interesting. I can't believe this person thinks this. And then you can't find the author. There's no author listed. So this is something, um, you know, this has been coming up in academia. You write a paper, 
and you use your sources and how do you cite it? You know, it was, you know, New York Times, but no author. So you put that, you put the title and the date and it's not exactly the best citation. Um, so what, what, what we found is that these are AI generated articles. So, and, and this has been going on for at least 10 years that they've had this technology. So just like everything else, we're not in the club. We're finding out now some of this stuff that they've been using for years. Some of these military supercomputers, they've been doing it. If you look at the CERN super collider, those things are moving so fast. There's no way that we could keep up with those particles that they're smashing into each other. But the AI does it and it, it can, you know, adjust the magnetons and everything as they're going around to control the particles. And, you know, that's one of those things where, great, I'm glad that we're able to have this ability, but let's say, like we see ChatGPT that it's left-leaning. You're, a, you're a, a new political candidate, let's say on the right or independent, and all of a sudden there's this slanderous, you know, libelous article written about you in, in a periodical. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, who is this guy who wrote this? I'm going to come after him. This is just straight lies. And there's nobody to come after. So if you think about it, it, this is intellectual property. But to who does it belong? Is it to the AI? Is it to the publisher? How do you defend yourself? Yeah, you know? I understand that. But it doesn't come from the AI. It has to come from someone, someone's mind. Because I don't believe, does an AI think for itself? Sort of. Uh, sort it has a backbone in the back that's programmed that kind of tells it how to piece information together. But they have risen to the to the level where they're thinking, they're learning, and they're making decisions um, similar to the human mind. Listen, I, I know it's out there. I just I, I sincerely, sincerely believe that this this everything is driven by man there's no way this could even exist the information that they get where the hell do they get the information where does ai get information from it has to be from a source yeah so and that source if you if you take that source and you and you track it all the way back where did that source originate from the information where did that you see what i'm saying am i like Mm -hmm. off the wall here no i agree with you see ChatGPT is limited by its creators right? So that it only has access to the data and the data sets that they approve and they provide it. But there's other AIs that are out there that we just don't know much about because it's not really public that are the internet is their playground. They go and they can go into whatever they can actually play, go into a chat, like one of these, you know, I remember chat uh, chats from back in the day and they could communicate with people and you would never know that you were talking to an AI. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, think about, remember the little paperclip, the Microsoft paperclip that would show sure. up on the screen. Right. I mean, that, that was a long time ago, mm. but that's when it was getting started. You know, now your phone knows what you're going to type before you type it, you know, um, things like that. It's just, it's advancing at a very, very fast rate. And we're not even talking yet about robots and androids and, you know, that kind of stuff. Imagine when you have a, a cleaning robot that's not just a little vacuum that you know kind of bumps into stuff and goes around but when it has your house fully mapped and it can uh, vacuum and mop which already exists it can dust for you it can stand up walk around cook dinner you know this is like the jetsons <laughs> yeah so it'll make us lazier than we are now yeah 
That's, mm-hmm. that's my feeling. The less we do, the more time we have to like, woo, you know, just, it's, it, 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 I have to tell you, I just, I'm a complete pessimist when it comes to this. But then again, I'm an old fogey. No, but the positive spin, right? You see the lazy side, but somebody else will say, oh, but it makes you more efficient. You're able to work on whatever you're doing. You're able to spend time with your kid. So this is the way they, you know, they spin it as a positive thing. And in some ways it is, you know. It's funny because the notes you sent me uh, Mm -hmm. talk about relationships. Oh, yeah, that's weird. I'll just read read (laughs) what you said here. It says, people already have app girlfriends. Dude. Really? Do they do they take them out to dinner and go to a movie and go to a ball game? Give me a break. And sex machines. I love that one. Okay. <laughs> Did you? I don't even want to get into that. Imagine when androids can replace a partner or wearable sex machines. So these things are already out there. But like I said earlier, we're not in the club. Not that I want to be in that club. But uh, <laughs> they have these things already. They put on a headset and they're in another world and they have like some hot chick or whatever. And they got something on their areas that are taking care of it. And what it, what else do you need? Now they're really not going to leave their home. You know, they got to imagine if we fast forward a little bit, they got an Android cooking dinner for them. They got this thing taking care of them. They're in another world here. They're never going to leave the house. They're never going to get anything done. It's like you said. The epitome wow. of laziness. Wow. Wow. Scary. I don't know where the sex part comes in. <laughs> how, you know, how can you have a, a, you know, some sort of meaningful relationship or sex with a machine? Well, I guess there are guys who can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they already do it. They buy these, like, uh, what do you call them? Like, uh, not like a blow up doll. That's kind of like a joke, right? But like, they have these like other things that are like more realistic and there's people that are into that, you know? Well, yeah, but, you know, there's people that are into anything. There's people that are into bestiality. Uh, yeah, it's a small portion of the population, but you can't, yeah. you can't go by that. It's just like, I just, I, I just don't get it. You, you, something that caught my eye here, you said something about art and music. Uh, that yes. AIs can already produce amazing works of art, of art in seconds, and, and uh, same with music and stuff like that. But where's the emotion? You know, yeah, some of the not. great and most beautiful songs that have ever been written have a meaning. There's emotions behind them, the emotions of love, of, of sadness. You know, how can a machine, it has to yeah. be fed by a human. It lacks all that. Right? It can fake it, but it's not going to be the same. But it's it's pretty amazing. You tell this, I don't have, I don't have access to that, uh, the AI that does art. There's a few of them. But you can tell it, I want you to, paint uh draw me a painting of one that i saw was super mario in ancient times and boom it draws it for you and you could give it more complicated inputs and it does these amazing works of art right there just like uh chat gpt spits it out in text it just starts working and it's some of these things are amazing and the same thing with music so even chat gpt you can ask it uh write me a song about this um in the in the style of tupac and bam it'll it'll do it for you so what is that going to do to musicians i don't I mean, know think about it for a second how, how can someone say well they create you know this beautiful piece of music they wrote how do they know whether that person really wrote it from their gut or through oh. some sort of experience has this already been happening maybe 
Are they spitting these things out? We already know that most of the artists that you actually see, they didn't write whatever they're singing or you know rapping or whatever. Somebody else wrote it. Maybe that somebody else is an AI and we just don't know any better. How long have AIs, did you say, have been around, do you know? So the news ones, I could trace them back to 10 years, but I know that um, they've been playing with this since the 80s. You know, the military yeah, this, supercomputers. As you know, I'm an avid music fan. You know, my wife has a music conservatory and I've been involved with music for almost 40 years. Um, and I'll tell you, and I'm a firm believer, I, I'll, I'll say some of the kids get pissed off at me, but this is why I felt that uh, music nowadays, music from the 90s to this point, is just take, taking a turn for the worst. And they say, well, you say that because you grew up in the 50s and the 60s. That may be true, but when you listen to the old music, there's a lot of kids nowadays that they'll still listen to the old music because there's just yeah. something about that old 50s, 60s, 70s, even 80s, uh, you know, uh, era that that just would just produce mu beautiful music. So it would seem to me that that music was written and produced by by humans. Yeah. So maybe started in the 90s when the music started to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe there's some sort of AI involved in that because there's no feeling. There's no feeling and emotion in music nowadays. None. Um, yeah, I, I think in the mainstream music, for sure. But um, like I love some country that's coming out nowadays. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's what I listen to mostly. Um, but yeah, all this, uh, it's, it's already computerized. Like they're not even playing instruments anymore. You know, that's some awful. of this mainstream. Yeah, that's it's all awful. done on the computer. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it's a couple of AIs doing it. Could be. Listen, let's move on. Uh, education. You mentioned something about education. Yeah. You know, kids nowadays, they don't even have to think anymore. Yeah. So like when I was probably right around uh, middle school, I guess, right before high school, Wikipedia came out and it changed everything. Like we talked about writing a, rep a report earlier. Imagine if you had to write a report and you go to the internet, you go to Google or back then Yahoo or whatever, and you search for whatever. And Wikipedia comes up and you go, this is perfect. I got my paper right here. Mm -hmm. So copy, paste, print it out. It's middle school, high school. So you don't, you don't need sources. You don't even know what those are. Right. You turn it in, you get an A. That was amazing. And that worked for a couple of years. People did that until the teachers found out, right? And then they started requiring some sources. They, and I remember at that level, like the high school level, you had to print your source if it was from the internet and bring it in so that they could look at it, right? Right. And then by the time you get to college, now everything has to be sourced right. and cited. And basically, then they started doing the plagiarism testing where they upload it to a website and it gets, you know, tagged, you know, whatever percent plagiarism. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, this is this is going to revolutionize the way school is done, because now let's say they want you to write a paper. Are they going to make you go somewhere and do it in person? Because that's the only way of confirming right. that it's you. And um, I get into it, you know, my notes, it's a little bit later on, but it kind of starts here. So either we make you go to a testing center or writing center, whatever you want to call it, for somebody to do their research and actually be recorded or, you know, proctored while they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to have to have some sort of I digital ID to prove that while you were on the computer, this is what you did. Mm -hmm. Right. And you wrote the paper. You know, they can already do that on Microsoft Word. Most people don't know about it. I forget the setting, but you can put a setting on and it says exactly what time and what location. Everything's timestamped, like oh, every really? line. 
Okay. Yeah, you can find that. So, I mean, is that what they're going to rely on? Hmm. You know, so, and then another thing, like, why, why unveil this technology now? That's a question that I have. Like, what, what is it about? Like, why right now? You know, I, I really don't, I haven't figured out why, because they've had this for so long. But um, yeah, it's going to change education entirely. I want to know something. I can ask Chat GPT. Yeah, that's amazing. You also talked because just so people know, you, you sent me some notes on on basically what you were going to cover. And here it says military applications. We have a wide open border. Um, and the, you asked the question: Could AIs do a better job of policing that border? Yeah. So China's already been doing stuff like this. They had these uh, little hovering around uh, drones, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which they can detect your movement. They can detect your, your uh, thermal signature. So they know you're there. They get up on you and they start yelling at you, you know, that you're in an area that you're not supposed to be in, go back or whatever. And then they alert authorities, right? They have, I don't know if you guys have seen the, the robot dogs that they have, that the Chinese have. I have. Yeah, it's pretty intimidating. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then if you look at, just modern policing here in the United States, we have robots that are remote control that SWAT teams can send in with a gun on it. Now it's the SWAT team person, the police officer that's hitting the button to take you out, but it has the ability to kill. So, I mean, it's not that much of a jump from having a SWAT team guy do it to having an AI police officer decide that it's, it's, it's the end for you. Now that, that SWAT team member or that police officer, a human, there's, if he messes up, you know, he's going to go to jail. He's facing mm -hmm. all kinds of, but that AI, mm -hmm. what are they going to delete him? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and now that, that, that person is dead and it's the family that has to, you know, what are they going to sue the police department? The, the company that made the, the robot, the AI, like, how does that work? Well, you know, from a legal standpoint, uh, uh, use the, um, if you buy a product, you use a product, you buy it, and the product is defective or it causes harm, are, are you able to sue the manufacturer? Yeah. In many cases, yes. Mm -hmm. So they, it could be the case here. You know, it's a long shot. But I'm sure if that ever happens and somebody brings an action, I'm sure it's going to be based on something like that, vicarious liability, what they call. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm saying that kind of thing, but. I'll tell you, this is so interesting. Um, surveillance. The next point you brought up is surveillance. Let me tell you a quick story, and then I'll have you talk a little about surveillance. Anyway, okay. no, you you know what? You go ahead and talk a little bit about it, and then I'll, I'll tell you this quick story. I think you're going to like this. So before I move on to that surveillance, okay, I had something written here, which probably should have had its own point. But um, so imagine AI-controlled supercomputers. We've had that. We just don't know about it officially, right? But our government okay. has that, right? Okay. And this is how it can kind of like network out and watch different people and different things. London actually has this, you know, they have a camera on every corner of every street, every angle, and there's no way that they can hire enough people to actually watch these things. So they have AIs to do it. And it's so sophisticated that there's even an app, which I don't remember the name of it right now. I was going to look it up earlier and I, I didn't get around to it, but let's say you have a video of something and you want to know where it was filmed. If it was filmed in London, this app can figure out not only where and when it was filmed, but all different cameras that happened to catch it or a portion of it. And then they can track the people 
as they leave where you know wherever this occurred mm -hmm. and continue filming them and showing you the film of the you know of those people like this it was perpetrators that did something you can follow them that it goes from camera to camera to camera down the line I was gonna say so that's how sophisticated it is that you're talking facial recognition movement recognition and tying that across you know different computers because you know each of those cameras is essentially a computer and so that's terrifying enough but we already have that so what about multiplied computing power so this is something that um some major software applications were doing for compiling big things they didn't have enough computing power and they don't have access to a supercomputer so they basically would pay people hey leave your computer on overnight and we're going to pay you in bitcoin and we're going to use your computing power and you basically do that across the world and you essentially can build yourself a supercomputer because you have you know equal or more computing power so imagine an ai that became smart enough and networked enough to be able to access your computer whether or not you allow it to right when it's not in use and it's running whatever it's running in the background imagine how advanced it could become at that point when it's accessing everything and everyone so wow. those are just some of the some of the scary things you know it does kind of lead into this topic of surveillance right so right. Yeah. that is scary let so me just tell you a quick smart. story because as you know uh my daughter's husband which i consider my son because i don't believe in in in-laws and stuff like that he's a great guy my guys mentioned his name because he's a police officer and you know he's very careful about what he says um he told me a story once that just i said you got to be kidding me right he said that they got a call once he was in his patrol car him and his buddy they got a call that there was a disturbance at a home domestic violence and they respond to the call and when they get there and they knock on the door they open the door the couple and and he says listen we got to report there's you know domestic violence whatever and the, and the guy said what are you talking about he says yeah they, we we got a call <laughs> and the guy says no we were arguing but you know there's no and the wife said no i mean you know we were arguing anyway the bottom line is this they have alexa you know those little you know, mm -hmm. like, hey, Alexa, turn on the lights. Alexa, yeah. do this. Alexa captured that conversation. They were arguing and and sent it directly to the police station, and they sent wow. out a bulletin. Can you imagine that shit? That's crazy. So when he told me that, I went home, and I took my Alexa, and I unplugged it from the wall, and I dumped it in the garbage can. I should have smashed the hell out of it. <laughs> I think about that for a second, Jason. You yeah, talk about crazy. surveillance in a private home. Yeah, that is scary shit, my friend. And we don't. Did know you know that existed? Did you know yeah. that existed? I heard about it, but I never seen anybody that I know or trust actually tell me a story like that. Okay, you know, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, ask him the next time you see him. It'll That's blow crazy. you away. And you know anyway. what really been freaky? Uh -huh. If the next morning. Alexa was back. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> that would have been scary. No, I'd move. I'd get the yeah, hell out of Dodge. Get get out. Out of Dodge. <laughs> we need an exorcism. <laughs> oh my God. So listen, um, let's
you talk about um, cons- uh, what is it? The UN agenda. I, I think people are, would be very interested to hear about this because this is this is a worldwide movement. This isn't something just U.S. and China. This is everywhere. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about this UN thing, uh, Agenda 21 or whatever the hell that is. So Agenda 21 was passed in 1992, and this is according to ChatGPT. Okay. Because I thought it would be very interesting to get ChatGPT's point on this, and I didn't include a left, some a of left stuff. wing a left wing. Uh... <laughs> Source. Yeah. Okay. They sugarcoat the whole thing. It's great. Yeah. We're all gonna be under one yeah. world government. Yeah. But without reading, because it's a it, in a way longer than I thought it would have been. Um, I don't know if everybody's familiar with Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, and then you have the United Nations, and they're kind of working in in concert at this point. And um, basically, he's got a famous saying in uh, his New World Order book uh, that you will own nothing and you will be happy. And this is the direction that they want to take us, where they have full control of us. And he famously says, you will eat Z-bugs. And that's where we're going. You will what? You will eat Z-bugs. You're going to eat bugs. Z-bugs. Z-bugs, yes. You will eat Z-bugs. It's um, as ridiculous as it sounds and disgusting. There's already videos of celebrities eating Z-bugs. And they're literally, they have a whole, it's like a, like a commercial. Uh, Nicole Kidman is on a stage eating crickets. and. All right. All right. Yeah, but you know what? Hey, listen, with me, you're barking up the wrong tree. I could, I could sit here and talk to you for hours about Hollywood. Mm-hmm. These people are freaks. Yeah. They're all freaks. They're, don't get me started on that, Jason. So that's their, their plan, a surveillance state, right? And the only way for them to do it, because, you know, even if you think you control a person, how long can you control them for? Do you know what they're doing when they're not in front of you? But an AI, they believe, can be fully controlled at all times and can give them the control that they need. So you say something against the government, bam, they shut your wallet off. You go to the supermarket, you can't buy food. Your kids are hungry now. Um, They have total control. You, you look the wrong way and you're eating crickets in other words, <laughs> but um, let me see if I can find an interesting part here. So it says uh, development initiatives for the 21st century, focusing on environmental protection, social equity, and economic development. Its goal is to promote global sustainable development through the integration of environmental blah, blah, blah. It keeps going on. It's all this like woke leftist ideology. Mm-hmm. You know, kumbaya, we're all going to be real happy and living right next to each other on top of each other and eating whatever they tell us. But really what it ushers in is this idea that they have of smart cities. So I read in there at the beginning, you will own nothing and you will be happy. According to ChatGPT, the phrase you will own nothing and you will be happy is a slogan used by the World Economic Forum to promote the concept of the Great Reset, which refers to a series of economic, social and environmental changes aimed at addressing global challenges such as climate, Uh, less owning physical assets. Uh, World Economic Forum does not advocate for people to have no ownership or control of their lives, even though they just said that. So they always do this double speak, but everything is about totalitarian control. You know, no democracy, no republic. Mm. You're going to do what we tell you and you're going to do it our way. And let me see. So once they have full, go ahead. No, no, I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. 
So it says here, once they have full control of every aspect of our lives, we will only have the illusion of freedom, but that will come along with owning nothing, eating the bugs, and compulsory everything, and anything the state wants, including vaccines and brain implants. They will know what you are thinking, what you are feeling, when, how. You can, we're talking thought crimes, Minority Report, remember that movie? I remember that. I saw it the other day. I, I went back and saw it again. Just to, my wife hadn't seen it. Marita hadn't seen it. She saw it. It blew her mind. I said, this is happening now. Yeah, this this is on coming. the verge of happening. And mm -hmm. by the way, when, when you get all these reports, I, I continuously heard you use the, the term they. They will do this. They will do that. They, Who the hell are they? I, I know. I mean, you know, there has to be somebody that's immune from all this and that controls and pushes the buttons. This is what pisses me off about these. Yeah. I had a conversation with someone today, a real heated conversation to say the least. They're talking about Congress and how Congress is so necessary because they keep everything in check, but you know, all that crap. And I say, listen, do you understand that members of Congress are exempt yeah. from a great majority of the laws that they pass? Mm -hmm. The laws are good for the average citizen, but not good enough for them. Yeah, like insider trading. That, no, and, and I could go on and on and on. Or yeah. I could have a deep conversation with anybody about that crap because I know my shit. You see, and it amazes. So, so people that that espouse this theory about you know the new world order and the control this and control it, they're not part of that. Mm. There has to be somebody. They're at the bottom of it. They're just uh, puppets. See what I'm saying? So Somebody has to the control this thing. Yeah. Unless you say, well, it'll get to a point, and, and this comes full circle, that the AI will control everything and everyone. Yeah. But behind the AI, there has to be a human mind. So what's interesting, because their goal, you know, one of those low, like little stated goals is eternity, eternal life. Right? Eternal so they're, life. They're going about it a different way than you and me. But they want eternal life. They want to be able to upload their mind mm -hmm. into the computer, right? And then it continue there in a, you know, virtual reality type world or whatever. Right. And they right. continue on forever. So let's say you've got this supreme leader, whatever you want to call him, of the world, once they have this world government, and he dies. Everyone's, oh, no, our leader's dead. It's, you know, funeral, whatever. But he's not truly dead. He rises, Right similar to the antichrist right uh -huh, uh -huh. and the way he comes back on everybody's tv screens or their holographic projectors where you can kind of see them and you know and almost touch them is through ai he uploads his consciousness to the computer and an ai then uses the input of his mind and his consciousness to continue forward and this is their idea of eternal life so if you could do that why not just, why wait till you're dying? Just do it right now. Do it now. Put yourself in this machine like the Matrix with a thing in the back and go into the world and be happy. And that's where they're heading towards. Um, so wow. think about it. So if they can control what you eat, what you buy, what you, what you can and can't say, then they can control forcing you to do certain things to your body, like put in implants, and vaccines and different things, genetic engineering, whatever. What's the final step to totally controlling every single aspect about you? And that's your consciousness. Mm -hmm. So once they have access to it with the chip, imagine their supreme leader talking 
And when he's talking, you can hear it. Like if it's your own thoughts, right. you can feel it reverberating inside your body because of these implants that you have. It's almost like if it's a God in front of you. And this goes to a Christian conspiracy that I have stumbled on. Uh, so once they have this full control, and I put in parentheses the B system, right? One will be placed in charge. This person will be replaced by an AI unbeknownst to most. The chips they forced on us will be able to be controlled and communicated with by this God on earth. When it speaks, we will feel it speaking through us and into us. We will be connected to pods that will maintain our vital signs and feed us while bringing our consciousness into an artificial world. This is the final element of control. As is written in the Bible, people will wish for death, but will not find it. Is this the mark of the beast? Is mm. that when they have full control of us and our consciousness, is mm. that the mark of the beast that we would be accepting? That's very interesting. Um, as you know, I'm a Christian, right? Mm. So I can get into a very deep conversation about that. But not to do that at this time, I would venture to say, Jason, that uh, people have been controlled for many, many, many years. Ever since man began his journey on this earth, they have been controlled in one way or another. It's getting worse. Now, people say, well, no, I, I do what I want. I, nobody controls me. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. You're being controlled. And you're being controlled in ways that you never even thought you're controlled um, if you go to work every day for eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours, you are being controlled. Yeah. Are you not? You are. You're being told what to do, what time to get in, what time, you know, you're being controlled and it could go on and on. We are totally controlled. We're, we're controlled. And then when we, when we're not controlled by our boss, we're controlled by all of the outside forces. Um, for example, I look at the entertainment industry. I think it's a farce. Yeah. I think the entertainment industry is designed uh, to keep us entertained, but not in, a, in, a, in an entertainment sort of way, is to keep us distracted yeah. and, to, and to control us so we don't have time to think about all the crap that's going on in our lives and how they're really shafting us. Yeah. That's, you yeah. know, pe people spend money they don't have to go to football games to watch these overpaid athletes. I'm not... I'm not criticizing the athletes because if they can get paid for that, that that's, uh, but you see, we are controlled in so many ways that we don't think we're being controlled, but we're being controlled. Weird. We don't have, everybody says we have the freedom of choice in this country. We don't have any choice in this country. We have more choice than in other countries. Yeah. But, but we don't, they, they tell us what to do in every single facet of our lives. It's they tell if they don't want us to do a certain thing, they just pass a law that says you can't do a certain thing. And then most people will respect the law because they're afraid of the consequences. So yeah. I could go on and on, but you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I truly believe this because I believe that, um, <laughs> that we're approaching the end, my friend. I, I know that sounds, Oh my God, you're a conspiracist and you're crazy and, and crap like that. But I you know, right. I mean, they've taken this to a level now. When, when they can start hearing and, and, and surveying you, sur, sur, you know, every aspect of your life, we're in trouble. Yeah, and they already have satellites that can, all the way from space, they can listen to what you're talking about in your house. Yeah. But what do they need that for? If you have a, a trader, look at this trader that I have right here, right? Your phone is in your pocket. 
and they can access it whenever they want. Um, They have your, they can pinpoint you with your GPS. Mm -hmm. They can listen to you. They can see what you've looked up online. They can do whatever they want. And, you know, we've seen this over the last few years where it became apparent that you can't deny it any longer, that, that our own intelligence agencies in our country are being used against the people. And what is that going to develop into when they have this new power, this AI that can do so much more than, you know, one, two, an agency can do, Mm -hmm. you know, how how are they going to weaponize this further against us? And we're at a time when, I mean, at least to me, it really seems like we're under attack. We got, you know, the Chinese balloon, we Mm -hmm. got whatever they're calling UFOs that they were shooting down. We have, what is it, four derailed uh, trains mm-hmm. right now. We, the one in Ohio, who had the bright idea of, of uh, lighting it on fire? That was just a great idea, buddy. Yeah. You spread yeah. that into everywhere, to the Mississippi River, I believe. You're absolutely it's in the right. groundwater. So something's got to get at some point. We blew up this pipeline, apparently. Did you know about right. that one? The, uh, the Nord Stream 2? The Nord Stream 2, yeah. I heard yeah. about that. So, but see, most people don't know about any of this stuff. You, you know why, Jason? Because they're they're too busy. Their lives are such a mess. Yeah. And they work so hard that the little time that they have, they want to spend with their kids. They want to go to ball games. This is how we're distracted. They want to go watch a movie. They sit in front of a TV and watch movies. They don't know what's going on in the world. Yeah. And think right? about how much information and things there are on the internet that you can learn from and you can do. And the biggest bulk of all of the internet is porn. That's amazing. It's crazy. Amazing. I, I think it's like 70%, some crazy number like that, of the internet. That's crazy. Like, yeah. You know, so that's why when these people get a robot that, you know, you put, you put it on or whatever, they're never going to leave the house. This is what they do. They don't know anything. Sure, sure. They're looking at, you know, sexual content. And then what they go watch like the housewives or like one of those nonsense shows. And like you said, it's just dumb entertainment. It's not engaging at all. Well, it's to keep your mind in a constant mush because you know, my wife and I don't, we don't, we watch, we don't watch American movies anymore. It's, this has been a while now for like over a year. We, we watch it. International movies now are so much better than American movies. Amazing. Uh, So, so much better. Uh, Hollywood has just taken a turn for the worst. Look at what's going on with Disney World and stuff like that. Hey, listen, we, yeah. you know, we could, uh, yeah, we, we could talk about this stuff forever. But anyway, we got to get going. This is a hell of a subject. I think we got to pick it up. There's so many little nuances that we can talk about. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, um, let me put this up. If, if you want to know um, if you're a Christian or you thought of, you th- you're thinking about whether God exists or not, um, uh, I wrote a book and I'm going to promote this now because I have to promote. My own book, right, Jason? Yeah. And it's up on the screen now. It's called You and the Master. And basically what it means is, what it talks about is uh, Jesus had three years to change the world, to come and, and, and give his message. And um, he, he was here for three years. We can't finish high school in three years. And, uh, and every single word that came out of his mouth had a meaning. And, you know, I, I dissected the, um, the New Testament um, through the Sermon on the Mount and, and, and basically explain every single word that came out of his mouth had a meaning. And it, it's it's very interesting, at least from my point of view, I don't know, not many people have read it, I just put it out, but 
it, it, it teaches people to really look at things from Jesus's perspective. Whether you view Jesus as a savior, whether you view him as a philosopher, whatever you view him, uh, he was pro he's probably, would you agree that he's the most recognizable person in the history of mankind? Yeah, I agree. So, you know, somewhere along the line, and, and my whole thing is we all follow someone in life. We all follow someone or something, you know, and I just, I, I make my case, why not follow, follow him? Because uh, he made sense in everything I said. So, but the, this Christian part, Jason, I think it's extremely interesting because if you do read the New Testament and you read Revelations, it's kind of scary, don't you think? Yeah. Everything that's going on. And um, it's kind of like, it's kind of falling. It's almost like when they got these visions, they didn't understand what they were looking at. So they described mm -hmm. them as best they could. But, um, you know, they described these shining cities and they don't know what they're looking Imagine you've never seen a building, let alone skyscrapers. Mm. and they describe it all get destroyed and very rapidly and you know even jesus said he when he returns it'll be like in the times of in the days of noah mm. and those weren't good days everybody was uh swimming you know yeah yeah that was not a good time <laughs> not a good, ex except for noah and yeah noah was smart yeah. they yeah, thought he was a crazy conspiracy theorist <laughs> All right, man. Jason, this has been awesome. So I invite people to come back and listen. Um, we're going to pick up a lot of these themes, these little themes that we talked about. Let's pick up on stuff. that. I want to pick your brain because you're a very, very smart guy and you've got Thanks. some great insight on a lot of this stuff. Um, so if any of you have a question or you, you want to shoot out to us, the email is right. will be right under here or is right under there. It'll, I'm not sure if they'll do it in post-production, but the email will be there. Just shoot us out an email and join us for our next episode. Jason, any uh, final words? Yeah, I wanted to actually show you guys some uh, chat GPT asking, asking chat GPT some questions so you guys can see the output, the way it works. Oh, that's and, cool. And yeah, go we got it. so caught up, forgot about it. Yeah, oh, you want to see some? Go for it. All right, let me see if I can figure out how to do this. You want to explain sharing. briefly, you may have done this at the beginning, explain briefly what GPT is. So this is a chat bot, right? It's an AI. And you can ask it questions and it will give you extremely detailed answers. And then if, you know, some of it could be a little bit um, generic, but if you ask more and more specific, it'll give you extremely specific stuff. So let me get into the share. All right. And this site is available to anyone? Yeah, it used to be a little easier to get to, but now everybody's on it. So sometimes you might go to it and it'll tell you that uh it's full basically so okay. i have a login already so i'm able to get in it whenever i want so before i so this is just a brand new chat an empty one right and mm -hmm. i can type in here whatever questions i want ask but it I'm a question take you back you want to ask it one okay yeah, just ask it anything hmm okay. is the world flat oh wow okay So I would imagine now it's thinking. So usually it spits out faster than that. Okay, there it goes. There you go. The world is not flat. Well, I know some people that will certainly disagree with that. So do I. Yeah. That's supported it's by vast cool. amount of evidence is that the earth is a roughly spher spherical shape with a slight bulge at the equator. And look at this. As impressive as this is that it's spitting this out, it's usually way faster. So it must be really busy right now with a lot of people on it. Could be. Um, so the, and then see it, it auto named it, Earth is not flat. 
So see how we asked it, is the earth flat? And then it changed it to earth is not flat. Oh, so it kinda, gotcha. Yeah, it gives it, it its little spin. Yeah, it turned it into a, a statement of fact. Exactly. It doesn't not want you to even think the other way. Yeah. So then like some of the stuff that I talked about earlier and I had my notes on, I had, it was direct questions that I had asked ChatGPT before. So if we're going to eat the bugs, you know, it's all here. And I already knew this stuff, but I was just very interested, in, especially when I found out that, you know, ChatGPT had some, uh, you know, liberal bias. I wanted to see what it would say. So what do you think? You want another question? Well, yeah, yeah. Here's a question I want to because you say this is left-leaning. Ask him, is, is Joe Biden senile? I, we know he's a dick, but I just want to know if he's seen now. <laughs> no, there's no evidence. Wow. Now we're going to ask uh, the same question. See, yeah, you see, other person. I would answer that a diff totally different way. Well, you know, that depends. You know, nobody's done a the cognitive test on him. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. No, yeah. there's no evidence. There's no evidence. <laughs> GPT, have there's... you looked at some of his press conferences? And see what have he got named? Biden not see now. Biden not see now. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Let's flip it now. Is Donald Trump see now? Oh, see? Can't diagnose anyone with a medical condition, but it could very oh, well tell you that Joe Biden's not. Can, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Dude, this is why I'm telling you, behind this stuff, there has to be human minds. It, yeah. There just has to be. This goes back to my initial point. You know, you can't. Oh, my God almighty. <laughs> Wasn't that interesting? So it's a wealth of knowledge. But, you know, like everything else, it's got its bias. We have but, ours, but, too. Yeah, but you know what the problem is? It, we have, we've been around for a while. You see? you Kids you go in me. there and ask it a question. And they, they believe that whatever that whatever that thing says, yeah. they believe it is the gospel. It's got truth. expert power in their minds. There you go. Yeah. So the, the influential power that it has over our youth, our kids, is astronomical. Yeah. You see? Mm-hmm. Didn't get to a, a, <laughs> that whole new <laughs> We could go on for another hour on that one. Oh, I'm telling you, man. Anyway, folks, so uh, thanks for tuning in. And we'll be popping out these episodes uh two or three a week for now. And we'll pick it up from here. This episode on our artificial intelligence, Jason has opened up a lot of questions, a lot of other topics that we can get into. So I look forward to doing that. So if you have any closing comments, go for it. We're out of here. None. I just, where's this going to lead? What, how is our life going to be impacted going forward? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's already impacted to such, I mean, such a degree. It's unbelievable. It, it, it does not bode, well, let me put it to you that way. From my humble point of view, it does not bode well. But you see, here's the problem. I, since because of my age, I can compare what's going on now because you're you're less than half my age. Mm -hmm. You're a young man. I got kids older than you. You see, I can compare today's world to the world back in the '50s, the '60s. I can I have a a, a reference point that I can use. Right. Kids today that are in their 20s, their teens in their 20s, they don't have a reference point. No, they don't. Their reference point sucks. Yeah. You see? You see what I'm saying? So this is why it's so this this is why they're so vulnerable to all yeah. this crap that's being thrown out there. Yeah. 
And this is not a left-wing, right-wing thing. This is just facts. This is the truth. This is why we call this show You and the Truth face-to-face, because what we do is we bring people the truth, we give it to them, and then here you are face-to-face with the truth. Now, what you do with it really is up to you. But, you know, when you're faced with something, you tend to think back and say, well, wait a minute, let me compare that. Kids today don't have a point of reference to compare it to. Yeah, so like like the trans thing you could consider to be controversial, and, you know, if you're on this side or that side. But there's one area that I think shouldn't be so controversial that just shows the attack that they have on our kids right now. Mm-hmm. Have you seen these, like, fur kids or furries? You know what no. this is? No. These kids that they think they're animals, like girls that think they're cats. So they act like oh, cat, I heard about you know? that. Yes, so they, I heard about that. So I, heard I mean, about regardless of where whoever's watching this is, you know, on that spectrum of whatever this is, I mean, there's something wrong with that. That's that's yeah. that's not normal. You know, you know, hold that thought because we're we're going to do an episode on that. Awesome. That's a very interesting subject, and I've got someone who is a uh, an expert. He's a child psychologist. Oh wow that I would love to bring him on uh, to talk about this because that's a tremendously interesting subject. And I think, this is just before we leave, I believe that that's, they've overstepped their bounds. Uh, uh, these people that are trying to change uh, society, they've overstepped. There's one thing you don't mess with. Yeah. There's one thing in this world you do not mess with, and that is mothers. Don't mess with mothers and their kids. You yep. can mess with anything else, dude. Once you get that's sacred territory. Now there's always exceptions and some nuts, but the average re- mother mm-hmm. don't mess with their kids, man. You can mess with everything. You can mess with their husbands. Man, don't mess with the kids. And I think they, you know, they they step. Look at look at Disney. Disney's in deep shit. Yeah, deep shit. You see, it's ridiculous. They, they don't mess with the kids. Seven thousand employees. No, they're in deep shit. I'm not sure they'll recover from this. It's like a slow decline. Billions of dollars. Yep. Okay, buddy. Always good talking to you. We'll pick you it up too. next time. And if you have a, a message, just send it to us, and we'll see you next time. Awesome. And remember, you just come face-to-face with the truth. What you do with it is up to you. See you next time. You have just come face-to-face with the truth. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and hit that bell so you will be notified when we drop new episodes.